Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's a place where all of your dreams come true. Hey! Way, hey, 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 there's peril and mystery and treasure too. Way, hey, 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 So grab your seahorses and join the crew. Down in Mickey's world. Oh, down in Mickey's world. We fucked up. Last time on Vicky's World, the gang were dealing with the aftermath of the attack on Latuavai, the sea elf colony we were sent to save in return for the second of Journey's bounties. What was left? Not much. A handful of survivors, including a shapeshifter who Sally was able to question regarding her so-called curse and where she might find more of her kind. Also some sufferers of an awful disease that Katayab was just about able to cure. And that's about it. Oh, and the ship's navigator, Deimos, informed Archie and Gwathrin that he was leaving the crew and would stay here and help them pick up the pieces and perhaps find a new life. When we informed Karesk of what happened, she raged with fury expelling us from her island, pretty much chucking the bounty at us and conjuring up a deadly storm. And that's where we are now, desperately scrambling through the storm back to the ship. Oh, and there's a gigantic ancient dragon flying overhead too. Sit back, relax, don't forget to feed the cat, and please enjoy Vicky's World. Generations ago, the world ended. Forests were torn up, mountains were toppled, and whole lakes were swept away by the power of a furious storm. The only hint of life remaining was the fathomless ocean, pinpricked by islands and lit by perpetual starlight, in a region known collectively as Etienne Regia. While the goddess Hearth oversaw civilization, construction, and society, guiding folk who built communities on storm-lashed rocks or networks of houseboats, those seeking fortune and the treasures of the sea sought the bounties of the god of adventure, Journey. 
The twin gods worked in harmony for many moons beneath the celestial fabric of stars, but as the storm began to weaken half a century ago, opening new trade routes, a third power arose in Etienne Regia, the Regent Company. Now a dominant faction, with the largest fleet of ships and representatives in every parliament, elder council and local committee, wherever you go and whatever you do in Etienne Regia, the Regent Company is watching. The four of you have barely managed to scramble up onto the Maiden's Revenge with freezing fingers when the first bolt of lightning hits the deck of the ship. Barrels fly, rolling loosely along the deck, and the sodden wood catches fire as one crate drools lantern oil onto the timbers. The sails above you catch the screaming wind, barely able to contain them as the mainmast creaks its protestations at the sheer force being exerted upon it. The rain lashes your faces and the deck lurches beneath you as waves the size of houses slam into the side of the ship. Everybody make an acrobatics check. Oh, is this is a saving. It's not a saving throw, is it? No. Oh, that ticks. Split. Eleven. Eleven. Yep. Ten. Ten. Also ten. Ten. Eight. Eight. Every single one of you is flung off the side of this ship. Shut up! I am going to need every single one of you to make a dexterity saving throw as you are flung into the air. You look below you and the stormy waves are churning hungrily. A dexterity saving throw to grab at the ropes. Eleven. Everyone gets plus four if they're they're near me. You're all together, yeah. Um, Vicky, can I just check? The first roll was acrobatics, not athletics. Is that right? Yes, it was an acrobatics check, and now you're making a dexterity saving throw. I rolled a... I rolled a filthy 20. Oof, okay. And I get plus four to my roll. Uh, Is 29 any good? Okay. (laughs) Mine's a nine. And by the way, I... When we took our short rest last week, I forewent my health to get more lay on hand so I could help the poor people of Latuavai. I sacrificed mm-hmm. my health, so I have very low hit points currently. Just thought Shit. I'd just throw that out there. Cool. Rest uh, in peace. Sally. <laughs> <laughs> what up? Uh, you reach out, scrambling desperately as you fly through the air. Your fingers grasp at a rope, and you manage to hold on as you are slammed against the side of the ship. Your feet scrabble for purchase, and you manage to find an edge of one of these sort of cannon ports. Um, so you take six points of bludgeoning damage from being slammed into the side of the ship, but you are clinging to a rope, and you are alive. Uh, Archie and Gwathryn, the two of you managed to grab... Gwathryn, you managed to grab just one of the um, sort of balustrades of the railing and you managed to get your hand around it um, and uh, so you don't take any damage. Uh, but Archie, you also managed to grab onto the rigging and you are smacked against the side of the ship, taking four points of bludgeoning damage. You look around. You see Gwathryn is safe. You see Archie is safe. You see Sally is safe or as safe as you can be, clinging to the side of a ship in the middle of a storm. And you can't see Katayab. Katayab, your back makes contact with the water like hitting concrete. You are flung into the storm-lashed waves. You take eight points of bludgeoning damage. Shit! You are consumed by the sea. What do you want to do? 
Um, can I? Am I? Am I? Uh, is the ship still close to me? Ish. It's hard to tell. There's black water swirling all around you, and there's not really that much light apart from the occasional crackles of light. I want to look for the ship. Uh, you are currently under the water. Even if you roll really high, you can't see it. Swimming up. Can I swim up to the surface? Yeah, make an athletics check at disadvantage. Ooh. Got no spells and very little health, guys. Okay. That's not too bad. Uh, 17 athletics. Oh, no, disadvantage. Shit. I took the top one. That's a, that'll be a seven. <laughs> Kitayab, you can just about get your hand above the waves. Um, Gwathryn, you have the highest passive perception. You are the only one that can see Kitayab amid these waves, and that is because of the glint, the way the way that his father's ring glints in the crackling lightning Bling. above your heads. Um, can I sort of scramble from where I am? Uh, are there any sort of buoyancy aids on the pirate ship? Uh, there's ropes. Sure. Um, um. I'm going to grab. I'm going to grab a grab a rope or use my own hempen fifty feet rope, mm-hmm. and um, I'm going. I'm going to tie it to the mast or a, ver- a bulwark. Yep. That's a thing, isn't it? I know yeah. some nautical, apparently I know some nautical terms. Um, Very nice. Bulwark, yeah. Um, do I get advantage because I know what a bulwark is? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Come yeah. on, Vicky might say yes to that. Yeah, okay. Cool. <laughs> I, I, can, I don't know if I need to do a check for like tying a good solid knot. It's a difficult yeah. situation. I'll make you make a sleight of hand check. It would be at disadvantage because of the way that the deck is churning at the moment, but because you know what a bulwark is, I will give you a just a straight roll. <laughs> You've gone soft, Vicky, in your old age. I'm so delighted. You fall uh, off the oh, ship, John. Okay. <laughs> slight, slight I love that Vicky's Achille, Achilles' heel is just knowing a word. Knowing yeah. nautic, knowing very specific words. I'm just going to start words. making up words, being like, Vicky, did you know? No, that's how you it's get disadvantage. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so normal roll. Encourage learning. Hand. What's my base level slight of ranks? This isn't with my... Uh, um, Gloves of thievery. Gloves, which give me plus five. So I've got a minus five from that. So it's plus seven. On this. Okay, 13 plus seven. That's 20. 20. Yep. Yeah. Sure. I want to take him home, Vicky. I really want to take <laughs> the tie him what home. That's what I'm that? thinking. That's my internal monologue. Uh, as I tie take this, tie this rope. <laughs> I'm going to take you home, mate. I'm going to take you home. Tie. And um, I'm going to throw it in. I, I kind of want to put, like, if there's anything that would float around the other end of it. Um, you can look around like... for one of the barrels, but they're quite heavy for you to lift as a halfling. That's fine. In which case, what I'll do instead is I'm going to cast as a cantrip minor illusion. Yes. Can I create light from that? Uh, mm. Does it say you can? I can create a sound or an image of an object. I don't know if it casts light. I basically want to like highlight it. <clears throat> okay, like, like uh, there here. is a there is a cantrip called light, so uh, I'll say you can't make it illuminate, but you can cast yeah. a minor illusion on it to make it stand out more. Big arrow, big neon arrow, big, yeah. big neon arrow. <laughs> yeah. Here, like, grab here. here. Maybe yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 what I cast. I can make sparks and stuff. Yeah, make it spark, make it sparkle, Sally. That's what I say. Okay, I because yeah. I can do that with not for the first time. <laughs> Because yeah, I can, okay. yeah, 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 because I can light stuff in cool. things. So Maybe I'm going to put, uh, yeah, neon arrow. fireworks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
yeah, so rope, voice advice. If this out. changes anything you're doing, Gwathryn, I'm currently, mm. I'm going to cast uh, my uh, alter self thing, so I'm doing aquatic adaptation, so that oh, I can actually swim to nice. him if I can. Yeah, yeah, nice, 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 nice. Because then I've got, like, webbed appendages. Cool. So, nice. All right. That's what, so that's what we do. That's all the all things right. I do. You grab through the rope, you tie a barrel around the end, you put an arrow gleaming on this barrel, and then you haul it over the side. To throw this, I'm going to need you to make a strength Oh, I'm not putting a barrel on it. I'm not putting a barrel on it. Oh, not a barrel, just no, a I rope? No, I can't, I can't do this. I, I'm not, I wouldn't be strong enough for that. Unless I'm just I chucking the rope. And there's yeah, only if, so if much time. Nearby, throw... yeah, I'm, I'm basically <laughs> getting a rope with an arrow to be like, grab here, Kataya. Lovely, you that's, can do that. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, nice. Uh, as you haul it over the side, you look down, Archie, I presume you want to climb up, do you? Yeah, so I'm currently hanging off the boat, am I? Yeah, yeah. you're clinging to the rigging about a deck down. Oh yeah, in that case I'm going to scramble up on onto the poop deck. Alright, athletics check please, as Just... you scramble upwards, being smashed, these waves smashing into your back, it's quite tough. Athletics, that is a 23. 23, fantastic. Hand over hand, you for a moment, this icy wall of water smashes into your back and you feel yourself utterly winded. But then you breathe in and you think of Jeremy, who is also on this boat, and you climb hand over hand upwards towards the deck. And I go, I go, not today, Ocean. <laughs> the ocean goes, it's a long time, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sally, what do you want to do as you see this rope falling past you? Do you want to grab it or do you want to start yeah, climbing Yeah, I'm going to, no, 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 I'm going to grab it. I'm going to go down because right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try swimming. Lovely. All right. You leap into the water holding this rope in your hand. Does my aquatic adaptation give me any advantage when I actually do these checks? Or are you going to be like, yeah, I had your athletics, which is non-existent. Read, read to me what it says. Of your, um, uh, you adapt your body to an aquatic environment, sprouting gills and growing webbing between your fingers. You can breathe underwater and gain a swimming speed equal to your walking speed. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah, so the swimming speed will definitely help you, as will the breathing underwater. Um, so as you grab this rope, you leap in with a splash. It is freezing cold. Regardless of your ability to breathe down here, your lungs begin to seize up and you need to take a moment. Uh, make me a constitution saving throw. Ooh, that was actually okay. Um, 16, please. Oh, 16, fantastic. All right, lovely. Uh, your lungs seize and then uh, you force yourself. You know your magic can be relied upon and you know Kataev needs your help. So you force yourself to breathe this freezing cold water. Despite the headache it gives you, you manage to open your eyes down here and you are breathing water. You can see this sea is very dark. It's very hard to see um, anybody, let alone one drowning paladin. Will you make me a perception check? Mm, I will. Um, that is a 15, please. 15, all right. Uh, Kataya, you are struggling. You cannot get your head above water, um, but, and you are beginning to sink lower and lower underneath the water. I'd like to do, I'd like to do some prestidigitation because I want to basically light things. I want to, I want to, yeah. You can either cast or swim. What would you like um, to do? Can I cast and then subsequently swim? Or is it... Yeah, yeah, I would like you'll... to cast and then subsequently <laughs> swim, please. At the moment, also... you, catch, you catch a glimpse of Kataya through the darkness. You're pretty sure it's him and not a silver fish or something, or a, a, a fish that We're looks still like wearing person, our but... fun communicative piercings, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. I'm coming for you! Shouting some earring through my mind. All right, lovely stuff. 
you yell out loud and Kataya, you get the sense that Sally's coming to help you. Uh, Sally, you swim hand over hand towards this uh, this flash in the in the water. Uh, this flash is sort of gold and white, um, and you see having sunk about twenty feet down into the shadowy water um. is Kataya. You can swim down and you can grab for his hand. Katab, you feel your lungs burning as the combination of the cold water and just the weight of gravity and these tides pulling you down. So we can't um, breathe water anymore from the seaweed, from the kelp. Uh, mm, oh, good point. From Deimos's How kelp. long does it run out? Was, yeah, because that's the dawn. thing, because I cast this a while yeah. ago, but I don't, I don't know. You'd still have it, but it's still yeah. very unpleasant. Yeah. And you know, eventually, my octopus. Get... I still have my octopus. You do. So, Kataya, as you are being side. pulled down beneath the waves, Time you know for octopus. that you know that it is. Uh, just let Time me do some storytelling, and then you could octopus. Kataya, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you are getting pulled down into this darkness, this great blackness below, you realise. It's been a long time since you saw a seabed. You don't know how far down this goes. And the hellish image of this ship getting further and further away from you. Even if you can breathe down here, you don't know where you're going to end up. And it's only a matter of time before something else gets you. And then, out of the darkness, you see a webbed hand extending. And closing around your wrist is the webbed hand of Sally Spearfish. (gasps) Sally! You lose your remaining air. (laughs) (laughs) I'd imagine he's doing it mentally through our earrings. Oh, I thought magic kelp or whatever it is we're doing these days. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you can you can speak. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I cling on with all with all my. I get three nips to to wrap himself around around Katayab and the rope. Great. While this is happening, if Archie's recovered now, I'm going to get Archie and I'm going to assemble some various chonky deck hands to try and like to get ready to pull the rope as soon as you feel it go like tight Mm. all right lovely stuff so you see most of the main crew is on deck uh you can see captain stern is at the wheel you see cat dunnett um is hauling in a a line you can also see uh astromora and katon are up here uh ryuk the um arakokra bosa uh quartermaster is he seems to be up in the sails you haven't caught sight of him in a while um and uh, you also catch sight of the very small figure of regina up here um who do you want to shout for regina uh francois <laughs> uh he doesn't seem to be around <laughs> oh, damn okay well I, uh who are there any like is, is jeremy around or any like oh no jeremy's a halfling as well is anyone i want to look for the ch- chonkiest boy <laughs> Uh, like, of your assessment oh, of the crew thus far, who yeah. do you think is the chunkiest? I mean, Rhea can probably be quite good with the wings. He can get some back force going. You yeah. shout for him over yeah. the, over the wind. Rhea, hey, little hat, give, give us, a, lend us a wing. He doesn't respond. Oh. You don't know where he is, but you Astrom- saw him. Uh, Astromora's then. Yeah. Astromora around. All right. Astromora. Yes, yes. Astromora, mate, mate, give us a hat. We could do with a hand. Help. On the way. Uh, she sprints over, um, leaping over a barrel. Um, oh, leaping, leaping over very, very well. This barrel is kind of rolling towards her and she just hand vaults over. Um, you feel these strong dwarven arms. You're a halfling, so she can reach kind of around you and the two of you can pull together. Um, it's a bit like a ghost. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how I'm imagining it. <laughs> we just have a very slow down moment with um, romantic music. 
<laughs> you can, absolutely. And then Archie yeah. reaches around the other two uh, <laughs> and helps as well. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> Astromora goes under her breath. So this is what a reach around is. <laughs> and like music play, they all do that yeah. thing with their arms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As you guys fall, uh, would you, you could get, you, you basically can choose what you want to do. Either Gwathryn and Archie, you can both make a strength check, or one of you can make a strength check with advantage. I'm going to give advantage to Archie. Yeah, Lovely. that's a good right. idea. Archie, so this rope is tied. Is this rope yeah. tied to Sally then? Uh, yeah, she's holding it. Okay. She's holding it in one hand and you in the other. I'm using my octopus as a tether. I rolled a 14 and I rolled a 14. That's it. Fab. Okay. Um, you haul against this rope but these waves are churning Sally you feel this tug um, and uh, you could just about hold on to both uh, Katayab and this rope your familiar is not going to work as a rope it is he's, a he's spectral octopus yeah all of them spectral <laughs> once I if I start feeling the tug too I'll, I'll pull and then grab onto the rope so that's less strain Amazing. on Sally it's, we're both just grabbing the rope together Kataya and Sally, I need you both to make strength checks to see if you can keep hold of this rope as Archie, Astromora, and Gwathryn haul it. That's a minus one. Uh, That's an 11 from Kataya. Five. Oh, no. Kataya, you hold on to the rope very safely. You should have let me use my octopus, Vicky. No, I shouldn't. No. <laughs> we would have ripped that octopus in half. <laughs> yeah. You can use your octopus. I would have crossed another one. <laughs> the octopus doesn't seem to work here. It's one of those, like the old point and click adventures. Where, like, can I use octopus? The octopus doesn't seem to work here. Adventure <laughs> Island. Monkey Island. Yeah. Uh, you look around and you can see uh, Sally and Katayab. Your only point of contact is your held hands. Sally, this rope has been wrenched out of your hand. You two are holding onto each other's wrists, but you are getting smashed about in these times. Oh, no. You want to do? Oh, no. <sighs> okay. Um. Well, what can we do other than pull Sally onto the rope, help her out? Yeah, that's pretty much the only thing um, I can do at this point. I can try. Right. And, can I cast um, Nature's Wrath on the rope so that it kind of grabs onto it? But it, uh, tell me about nature's wrath. But it says it comes out of the ground, or what? Wait, wait it says it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Nature's wrath as an action, you can cause spectral vines to spring up. Doesn't say from where, and reach for a creature within ten feet of you. The creature must succeed, but I guess she'll be willing and uh, on a strength or dex saving throw, or be restrained by the vines. Um. <laughs> You know, it can repeat its saving throw, but I'm not fighting an enemy. I want to use it as a tool to grab onto S- Sally and the rope. I want to kind of like wrap us around, <laughs> wrap it around all all of us. Uh, Katayab, roll a d100. D100. Uh, mm-hmm. How do I do that? Do I roll two right. d10s? Yes, absolutely. So you find a d10 that has two digits yeah. on and a d10 that has one digit on. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. All right. The waves smash against you. You try desperately to swim against them, but there is something furious and grieving about this storm that just wants everybody torn apart. You try desperately to go hand over hand to get Katayab, but your hand slips out of his, and the eddies pull the two of you apart. 
Kitayeb, the second your hand is free, you reach for your holy symbol and you shout out to Bast. You don't know if this is the right use of this, you don't know if it could even be used like this, but you know that you have something to do and you know that you want to help Sally the same way she tried to save you. From your body, these long tendrils of moonlight burst and they wrap around Sally's body. I presume you're not resisting. No, I went to swim down and I was like, oh, tendrils. <laughs> Sally, you have been more pleased to see tendrils you, before. <laughs> you and Katayab are tethered together. Uh, using this connection, um, Katayab, you can get your magic to move her closer and Sally, you get your hand back on the rope. Yeah, Katayab, what do you want? Does this count as a spell? Well, I don't know. Is it your channel divinity? You tell me. Well, it's my channel divinity, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, after I cast a, le- a spell of first level or higher, I can summon tempestuous magic and fly up. Yeah, this counts as a spell. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So with my hand still clung onto the rope and me and Sally tethered together, um, tempestuous magic activates. And it does... Uh, allow me to fly up to 10 feet without provoking opportunity attacks um, but I'm going to use it to just try and go upwards <laughs> out of the water <laughs> towards where the rope help the ropes pulling whatever just get me closer Can to I the ship fly well, yeah one, as soon as you're out yeah um, but only above water you can cast it anywhere you like but so you are you are pulled closer and Kataev, as you feel this tempestuous magic activate, uh, the water begins to swirl around you and it whips into air. Uh, you and Sally burst out of the ocean together, this glowing beacon wound together by tendrils of moonlight. Kataev, you keep hold of this rope and Sally, for a moment, you start to breathe air again. You look round and then you realise you are beginning to fall again. So extend your hands and I presume you cast fly. I, right. I, I, I quit from the boat. I didn't know this would be fly fishing. Hey! hey. <laughs> I, I clip, I clip gra- Gwathrin around the ear and go, Gwathrin, no, not the time. <laughs> and as we come bursting out of the water, I say, Gwathy boy, take me home to the ship where we belong. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm coming. You're, you're coming, Katai. You're coming, okay. Sally. It's fine. This is very important. Archie uh, breaks. So, assuming that Astromora and Gwathryn have control of the rope, Archie breaks away, whispers father to his sword, then, like he's landing an aeroplane, he raises it into the sky <laughs> as a kind of <laughs> raises and lowers it as a landing indication. So, uh, that I, the... <laughs> I, I unsheathe my moon touch sword and give it for your other hand, so you have two. Oh, amazing. Oh, yeah, you need the batons. <laughs> yeah. Astromora terrified holds onto the line. Like... What's uh, the name of the ship again? The Maiden's Revenge. Maiden's Revenge. Take me home. Oh, take me home. Guathy boy. <laughs> I, bring them, I bring them in with my twin flaming batons. Amazing. You land through the lashing rain and the crackling lightning above you. You land on the flaming deck of the Maiden's Revenge. Sally, you hold closely to Katayab, um as you fly him in. Um, guided by your friends Archie and Gwathryn and Astromora, and you all land on the deck. The second you land, uh, Kataib, assuming that you you let this uh, this divine wrath go, uh, nature's wrath. Um, yes, of course. 
Lovely. And then I uh, crumple onto my knees and vomit up three pints of salt water and uh, cr- cry a little bit. That's very legitimate, to be fair. Um, as this happens, you all notice the stench of smoke. This fire that was beginning to spread on the uh, around where these barrels smashed out, got hit by lightning, uh, is beginning to catch fire to more of the ship. Um, furthermore, you can now hear shouting from the quarter deck, the back of the ship, uh, as she tries vaguely, desperately to hold onto the uh, the ship's wheel. Uh, the captain, Captain Stern, is shouting, and she's saying, "Bring those sails in! They will tear us apart. The winds here. Bring them in!" What do you want to do? Um, I grab Katayeb and I put his vomiting over some of the fire so that he vomits water <laughs> on it and puts it out. <laughs> Um, and then I go, come on, everyone, to the sails. And uh, I start climbing up the uh, in the direction that the captain is pointing. I assume I know what she means by this point. Yes. So you can see that there are uh, the mains of revenge. Uh, it's only the sails of the middle mast uh, or the mizzen mast um, are out. And you can say, see that these are the things that are bowing hugely. You can hear this mast beginning to creak and splinter from the straight power of this wind that is pulling it. And you can see there's a set of, uh, of rigging that leads up about halfway up the mast to the first um, kind of line of sails. Um, and you would know that if you could get up, there's a rope that you pull to bring the sails in. If you could get up to that second line of sails. Great. Uh, Archie, you begin to climb. Like a golden monkey. Uh, <laughs> acrobatics check, please. Like a golden monkey from his dark materials. Well, she wants us to climb the mast to escape the fire. No. No, That's she an 18. wants you to to help with the things okay. uh, she wants you to bring the sails in because okay. if the sails get on, on any boat if the sails get too much wind in them they yeah. break the mast I go quick to the bulwark and I climb up with an 18 <laughs> alright with an 18 hand over hand it is still very difficult to climb your hands are freezing cold as you climb um, all of you hear this rumble of thunder above you and it's loud it shakes the very bottom of your stomachs you know when you're a child and you stand too close to a parade and you can hear those low drums you can feel them right in the pit of your stomach um that's what this thunder does everybody make a constitution saving throw fuck my life do i have to make it if i'm in the air oh natch twents very nice uh 24 from me 24 it's a natch 19 nine a lovely four. A, lo- a lovely four. <laughs> uh, Sally and Gwathryn, the two of you, uh, grit your teeth, but this this thunder is just so loud. Especially maybe Sasha, uh, Sally, you're maybe closer to the clouds than Gwathryn is. Um, you are going to take two points of thunder damage. Gwathryn, you are going to take just the one. But both of you are deafened. Cool. Uh, your ears are ringing too loudly and you are both deafened for the next... Three minutes, uh, so you cannot hear anything, as the uh, the sounds of the storm, the sounds of the shouting crew, the sounds of the creaking deck, all mute and get consumed by this ringing in your ears. Catherine, can Sally, we... I have something really important to tell yeah. you, and this is the can only we time that? I can. Are we, yeah, can we communicate we telepathically at this point? Because we've got that's yeah. through your mind. I thought you couldn't communicate telepathically. I thought no, you have to speak out loud. Yeah, you have to speak out, but that doesn't mean we. 
but do we hear it as you speak out loud then you hear it in your head so you guys can hear we can hear you can hear you can hear hear magic and i can still we can still speak out loud we just can't hear ourselves speak so i reckon both me and gwathryn just go we are deaf now really i can't hear you i can't hear you you, but only in my brain guys incredibly loud that's incredibly loud louder than the thunder sorry archie sorry okay are we being loud so loud Archie, okay. as you scramble up, a uh, fluttering side of sailcloth uh, catches the wind and flares to the side, and you see why Ryuk wasn't answering Gwathryn's calls. You can see he is suspended from the second set of sails, struggling and scrambling. Uh, a line is caught round his foot, and he is suspended by that line. You can see his large wings, which are usually a great asset on a ship because he can fly up and down, um, are now becoming a huge disadvantage as the wind catches them and sends him swinging around this mast straight towards you like an aracocra battering ball. Oh, like a little swing ball. Go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw to see if you can duck out the way in time. He came in like a wrecking ball. Luckily, I rolled a 12. (laughs) Uh, You do not manage to duck in time. But was Uh, that with my plus four? Are you near enough to me to get the plus four? No, he's 50 feet up the sails at this point. Um, So that is going to be... Let me see the sails. Here we go. Uh, Yep, you are going to take 3d10 bludgeoning damage. (laughs) Bloody hell. Uh, that is going to be 24 points of bludgeoning damage what? as Ryuk just slams it into you. He is swinging with the weight of essentially a pendulum and a heavy strong storm. He's a human. If you you could collide with a human at a great enough speed to do 24 points yeah. of damage, and you did. Well, he's he's not a human. He's an aracocra, but he's a he's a human he's size. Uh, if it helps, he also took that and that actually he's very help. hurt. He's, he's, uh, you can see he's barely conscious you can see there's a trickle of blood on, kind of smearing on his beak um, and he's trying desperately to blink um, and kind of focus on you but you can also, as you see Ryuk you can also see the rope that you would need to pull to bring in the sails it is flaring at the far end of this kind of mast um, the, the, cross, the crossbow of the mast is not he, the crossbow is he still swinging wildly or has our collision slowed him down? Uh, he continues to swing as the winds just buffet you back and forth. Okay. You can also feel underneath you the mast splintering. Okay, I go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help, gonna help Yerk, but first to do this, uh, and I jump for the, or I move across to the rope that I have to pull. I don't want to jump unless I. Awesome. All right. If I have to, I will jump. <laughs> you scramble over towards the rope. In order to keep your balance, I'm going to need you to make an acrobatics check. Of course, this is quite you are. tough. That is a 14. A 14. You are 50 foot above the deck. You manage to get halfway out, three quarters of the way out. Then you get cocky. Well, no, I don't. I don't, I don't get cocky. Your slip <laughs> and you go plummeting towards <gasps> the deck. Wee. Make a dexterity saving throw to see if you can grab onto any of these flailing sailcloths and slow your descent. That is a 17. Okay, you manage to pull out uh, your da- you manage to pull out your daddy issues and stab <laughs> them into the lower sail, slowing your descent enough that you can scramble onto the lower crossbar. Um, 
you manage to catch your footing, but you will have to uh, make a an acrobatics check to climb up and try and get there again. Or if this plummet has unsettled you, you can try something else. You can see that your friends are below you and Sally seems to be flying. Yeah. Could I not have tried to catch him? You, you could have. You didn't say you did, though. Um, okay. Who got the featherfall ring? It was Kataev, wasn't it? Kataev, yeah. yeah. I, I hope that ring's working out for you, Kataev. Uh, and I go, <laughs> Sal- I go, Sally, we need to undo that rope right now. I'm worried I'm going to fall off. Can you fly up and, and deal with it? I fly towards the rope and try to undo it. Amazing. All right, lovely stuff. Go ahead and make a sleight of hand check to see whether uh, your cold fingers in this freezing rain can untie this uh, this knot. You ready for this? And I go. I'm ready. Roll the critical fail. Oh, oh no. fuck's sake. I rolled a one. Oh, no. <laughs> you somehow tie your own arm to the rope. Bring I it, think you do. Bring me I the consequences. I think, I think there's a natural 20. The only consequence is that you, uh, you untie it. You're pretty sure that you've untied it. You go to fly away and something wrenches your arm and you realize that in trying to pull away, oh, no. you are now also, just like Ryuk, attached oh, to the gosh. flailing Come edge on. of the right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scramble. The only two flying up. characters <laughs> are... <laughs> On a rope, being like, yeah. ah, the wind, the wind. Uh, I, it's poetic, but incredibly dangerous. I watch Sally go flying. I, go, oh, I should have done this earlier. It makes way more sense that because she can fly. Archie thinks to himself, <laughs> but I see Sally get stuck, and I'm like, oh god, uh, oh god, <laughs> and you start climbing. Yeah, right. I'm gonna also climb up. All can right. I attempt to cut this rope? Because I'm yeah. worried I'll die. I want to attempt to cut the rope. I have a dagger. I wish yeah, to do, do that. What do I roll? So you scramble for your uh, belt. You bring your knife out. It flashes in the lightning uh, as you try desperately to uh, saw away at this rope. Um, let's go for... Yeah, this would be another sleight of hand check to check that you saw off what Ooh. you want to saw off. Oh, now you show up, you dickhead. Um, that's a 21, please. 21. Oh, All right. You can see uh, your friend scrambling towards the mast desperately, um, but you pull your dagger out. You've you've been on boats plenty of times before, and you know the importance of not letting a line stay taut because it will eventually tighten around your wrist and pull off your hand. Uh, and you are very used to keeping... Maybe this is why you keep your dagger on you. Maybe this is why you have one. It's sailors have I don't habit. use it for anything else so yeah probably <laughs> maybe it's from your time on the boat when you it was just a safety thing that you had to have knives around ropes um so you bring it out and with the panache of a an experienced sailor you cut the line free uh your hand is free the rope falls away from it um and uh yeah you are I'd like to go free. and cut the aracocra free as well I'm worried about him all right, lovely stuff. You can see him getting slammed against the splintering mast. You probably should be worried about him, but you can also see the sailcloths are still bowing and you still need to bring these sails in. Would you rather help Ryuk? So it's going to say, please, you need to pull that rope and stop the ship from, from collapsing in on itself. I'll get Ryuk. I don't know much about All right, boats. I'll pull the rope. All right, you go for the rope. Fantastic. All I right, feel so like that's I just... A... Okay, never mind. Go No, no, go ahead. I'm worried... Archie, my sleight of hand is better than my strength. So I feel like if I go for strength again, I'm going to die. But if I go and try to cut him open, it's going to be fine. I go stop metagaming, Sally. <laughs> go. <laughs> cool. All Sally, right. make an athletics check to see if see, you can haul this. This is what step. I was afraid of. You may roll really high. Um, That is a 19. Yeah. Oh! 
Sally, you all, you all watch. You can see this. Kataya, the and Gwathrin, the and Archie. You can see Sally uh, still with the um, uh, with the last of the rope unfurling from her wrist. As she takes a moment to center herself, and then she springs forward through the air. You know that she is propelling herself just with the power of her magic alone at the moment. As she swoops in for this rope. You all know she's quite slight. You would know that she's probably a fairly dexterous person, but you haven't seen any great feats of strength from her until this moment, where she seems to anchor herself on nothing and hand over hand, shoulders working like a woman who grew up on a goddamn yeah. boat. Mm-hmm. Bring the sails in. Hey. Immediately, Archie, you feel the mast slows its splintering. It stops its creaking and complaining. As Sally, you have furled the sails and the mast well, is no longer about to fall onto the deck. We did see her carry around half a ton of fruit for a month, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> a bit more than that. Yes, These Sally. are fruit guns. Fruit guns all the way. <laughs> uh, Sally, as you tie off this sail, uh, Archie, you're scrambling upwards to try to grab Riyerk, right? Yes. Uh, so you can make it up the up the rigging because you're taking your time with it, but it is still this slick, cold uh, wood underneath your hands. You can barely get purchase with your feet. Um, how are you going to cut him free? Uh, so he's is he now swinging still now that the thing has stopped moving? Yes. What yeah. I'd, what I'd like to do is uh, take um, daddy issues and just like slice through that rope make me sure I've got him held I don't, um, my plan was to hold on with one hand hold on no how's that gonna even work mm. okay I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pull him in mm-hmm. and then hold him with my arm looped around the rope so I'm kind of holding myself and him okay and then with the other hand slice the rope and I'm gonna say okay. Ryuk I need you to hold on very tight can you do that uh, for he me? mutters he mutters something incoherent he, you gather that he is uh, very damaged um, you can see one of his wings is stuck out at an awkward angle um, but he scram- his, his fingers grope for you he okay. tries to find you so I feel him moving physically yeah just about okay then I'm gonna assuming I can yes yeah, so I've kind of got my arm wrapped around him or his whatever part of him I can reach and then with the other mm-hmm. hand I'm gonna cut the rope wherever All it's right. tied for this, I'm going to say it's going to be sleight of hand, uh, partially because you've got to be careful not to cut his foot off, and partially because it's a dex check, and it, you, this is also featuring in here is going to be if you can stay up. It's a ten. Damn. Damn. You feel Daddy Issues embed herself into the wood of this mast. You feel Ryuk's body come free, but you also feel your own body unable to uh, hold the weight of a fully grown aracopra um, on this slippery mast. Your hand slips out of the uh, off the handle of your sword, and you and Ryuk, holding each other, begin to plummet towards the deck in a sickly and familiar feeling. Damn it. Does anyone want to do anything? Yeah. God, I wish I had that featherful ring. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm flying. I can try and catch him. Yeah, you're. I'll say at the moment you are uh, still having to tie off these these sails. I'm, I'm saying these are sort of happening simultaneously. Well, I weave a safety over, net. You're over there, Gwaka. I weave okay. a safety net between two masts out of rope very quickly. <laughs> rope <laughs> and netting like under a trapeze. I have something I oh, want to do. Dude, you can't find that. I, I think I'm a 
a bit of a way away, but Gwathryn, you're over there by the mast. Is there anything you want to do before I do my thing? I try look for Ryark's nest, and like in Assassin's Creed, where you do a jump off the top of a building, I conveniently place it underneath them. All right, you I land on Gwathryn. You don't see anything okay. that that would no, work. Okay, <laughs> I, can't do it. I can't do a thing. Okay. I, was I was scrambling I'm, up. I'm, I was scrambling up anyway to try and You're help. scrambling. I'm on if my would... knees. Mm -hmm. And like fucking very severely wounded, and I, I imagine I'm a bit overwhelmed and fucking still disorientated from my time under the ocean. Um, and I look at my hands and see the ring, and I just go, "Rabbi, you, f Rabbi, you fucking prick! You're an urgent, right? Wake the fuck up! If you ever want to see your home again, you better make sure we survive this fucking bullshit. Get the fuck out here!" And I rub the ring. All right, fantastic. Go ahead and roll me a D100. Wake up! A D100 again. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, what's zero, zero? 100. That would be 100. Oh, zero, zero and a five. So 105. Oh, no, <laughs> oh sorry, a zero, zero is, is zero. So oh, that's five. Okay. Oh, of course, 10. Uh, you're not sure whether it's the fact that you very recently called upon him or something else, but there is no response from your ring, your father. You son of a... <sighs> I will say, Archie, you are falling down past Gwathryn. Gwathryn, if you want to, as a halfling, you could maybe try to reach out or shove a rope into their path to let him make sure. a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely try and, like, lasso them. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> well, I'll see them. All right, I'll say you can shove in the bullet time that it takes. Yeah. Otherwise, Archie and Ryuk hit the deck. I'll do my best. You can shove a rope their way. Yeah. Archie, will you make me a dexterity saving throw? This is very important. It is a 19. Decent. You plummet down towards the deck. You can see yourself falling 30 feet, 40 feet. You can see Gwathryn's eyes. For a, a long moment, you hold that stare, and he looks like he's apologising. There's nothing he can do. And then you see his foot has shoved a rope towards you. You reach out for it, and you manage to grab it. You can feel your shoulder almost dislocate as the weight of your fully grown body and Ryuk's fully grown body slams down on it. But you manage to slow your descent to the extent where you're going to take half damage. I would, I would also like to, if it's possible, like place my body between the ground and reacts. <gasps> I love that. It does mean you're going to take another d6 of damage because you'll have his body slamming down on you. That's fine. But I think that's the right thing to do. This is not a punishment. This is just a, yeah. a logical, a logical step of what's happened. I but accept. I think that's lovely. Of Archie just ducking around and seeing if you can protect him. So that is going to be... <sighs> 25 points of damage. Vicky, Victoria Hawley. Yes. Victoria Q. Yes. Hawley. My current yes, hit that's points, my middle name. My current hit points are yes. 24. I'm out cold by one. Oh! Had you not put your body between Ryuk and the deck, you would have been conscious. It was that last d6, that extra d6, but you guys see Archie hit the deck. He has slowed his descent, and he seems to be still alive. 
but he is unconscious. Katai, he slams down very near you, and Gwathryn, you're only oh. about 10, 15 feet up the mast. I'm, I'm going to jump down, straight down. I say to okay. Archie quite calmly, um, this is not the time, Archie. And I give him some temporary HP um, with my rallying call, which was very uh, subdued this time. Um, very gentle. And that's a nine. You get nine. I use oh, the maneuver. Really? I use the maneuver rally. You got you got nine temporary HP. Does that count if you're unconscious? Uh, let me just see whether temporary hit points can revive people. Bloody hope so. Oh, good old Google. Um, it doesn't seem so. If you have zero hit points, receiving temporary hit points doesn't restore you to consciousness or stabilize you. They can still absorb damage while directed at you while you're in that state, but only true healing can save you. So you try, you tell Archie it's not the time, and he doesn't seem to respond. He's out cold. Gwathryn, you can scramble down the mast and you're next I'm, to him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my slow fall ability to just, just like drop down. Can show off. Awesome. I, awesome. I no, no, I can fall 30 feet without taking any damage. Yeah, don't yeah, rub it in. Yeah, I don't. And then I'm going to use my healer's kit to, as an action, I can spend one use of the healer's kit to stabilize a creature that has zero hit points without needing to make a medicine check. Fantastic. Gwathryn, you put, what does your healer's kit look like? You talked about it being like full of beautiful blooms, right? Yeah, so I've got both a herbalism kit and a healer's kit. I've kind of combined them into some like, um, it's like. Healbalism. Hillbillism. Hilbil- <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's a kit. Mm. I basically, <laughs> it's like full of stuff full of like natural remedies and um, like bundles of herbs and stuff like that. Natural like, remedies. Like, Fucking naturopath. It's osteopath. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Osteopath. Um, naturopathy pe- does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you give me some crystals and some homeopathy. 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 Yeah, homeopathy. Yeah, yeah. I get Archie a tiny, dies. I get a tiny little bit <laughs> of ibuprofen. A little bit of it in the sea, yeah, yeah. and the sea is fine now. Sea's fine now. Caress goes bugs. So tell me about Archie. Tell me about Archie's injuries that I can see. You can see that he is just. He has suffered a fall that is quite horrific. You can see his, I'll say his uh, shoulder is dislocated and kind of sitting backwards. It's very uncomfortable. You can also see that his shoulders are one way and his hips are the other. There seems to have been something that happened to his spine as he slammed down here. To to give you an indication, Gwathryn, I lost uh, over just under half my hit points in that one fall. And I've got a lot of hit points. Okay. I'm going to give um, a bundle of sweet smelling stuff to Katayab and say, um, when I tell you, hold it, hold this under his nose. And I'm going to grab his, uh, I'm going to put my foot inside his shoulder, his, inside his armpit and like wrench his arm oh. back into place. Fantastic. <laughs> and I love then it. I'm going to say, Katayab, put, put that on. Okay. <laughs> Archie, you come to consciousness uh, with a burst of pain. Um, in, in as uh, your friend Gwathryn snaps your dislocated shoulder back into place and in doing so also fixes it realigns your spine you're welcome I, I imagine <laughs> Jesus that, Christ I imagine that temporary hit points still applied but it just didn't heal him but does he still have now that he's yeah, awake yeah you still got nine temporary hit points yeah so am I am I awake now yes you are on one hit point plus nine temporary hit points Uh, over you, Ryuk's body lies still. Gwathryn, good job. Um, and I'm going to take the, the sweet-smelling stuff that uh, Gwathryn gave me and give it a go on Ryuk and see if I can try and stabilise him. 
yeah. at all. I'm going to try help Ryak as well. Cool. Uh, is this something you can do with your healer's kit separately? You said it was once per long rest, right? Yeah. Uh, the kit, so the kit is a leather pouch. The kit has 10 uses. So I'm just okay. going to use it for a sec uses. second time. Yeah, Great. use it for a second time. Oh, never be so glad if you're min-maxing Gwathryn. <laughs> <laughs> As an action, you can expend one of the uses to stabilize uh, a creature. Lovely. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, without needing to make a medicine check. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, so, Kataib, you scramble over to Ryuk. You haul his body with the combination of his uh, his wings he's quite heavy to move oh. around but you managed to get him on his back uh and you place these herbs underneath i thought him. birds his have nose. hollow bones what the fuck oh he's got extra limbs it averages out because he's a bit tubby um so you that's just a fact about react um so you you shove him over onto his back um and you place these uh these flowers under his nose um and after a moment he begins to cough and splutter you can see he's still very rough but he is alive. Oh, I bring you flowers in the pouring rain. <laughs> Living without you was driving me insane. Uh, thank you. I'm married. <laughs> I go. Are you all right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'll be. I'll be okay. Thank you. You are one heavy bird, my friend. Uh, but the it's tough been one. Said before. He is heavy. He's a bird, as the song goes. <laughs> right, Eric Ocker would be lighter, but he's he's a he's a heavy Eric Ocker. Uh, so as um, as you all scramble to your feet on deck, you can see Cat Dunnett and Astromora um, have both been hauling um, water pails at this fire, um, and they are managing to put it out. Um, Sally, you can come and uh, fly back down on deck if you'd like to. Sure. Sure, lovely. And just, as you just land, soaring around, having fun. I'm just I'm doing somersaults and doing my thing. <laughs> I'm having fun. I'm having a splashy splash. I've remembered why I used to like the sea. As this fun is happening, as you're having a lovely time, um, oh, she's and nearly dead. Rolls overhead. Yeah, you guys are no <laughs> I'm longer. I'm doing deafened, a Peter Pan the all the way. You're you're no longer deafened. The fire is being put out, and around you you realize the winds are howling, truly howling. <sighs> the voices of the sea elves lost to the Sowagans scream their fury and pain in the middle of the storm. The ship lurches and bucks as wave after wave of frigid water smashes across the deck. And then we'll find out after Clapjack. Oh. <laughs> Clapjack! Clapjack! 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Woo, that was thrilling. And yes, we'll find out what happens after this little break. Uh, clap chat, what's that? Well, that's what we call the break on our live streams, which you can join in on every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. UK time. Uh, GMT, BST, uh, beats me. And we do that on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we even do it on Twitter. Just search for Vicky's World RPG on your favorite platform. But uh, for now, let me just remind you how to support your favorite frolicking D&D comedy podcast. And that's by visiting our Ko-Fi. You can head over to our Ko-Fi at any time to drop a donation or sign up for a monthly subscription or even pop to the shop where you can buy phone backgrounds for your delicious little devices. Why don't you head over, support us and help keep the show going? That's at ko-fi.com forward slash Vicky's World RPG. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Vicky's World RPG. I really think this jingle is coming along. Okay, back to the show. And then, nothing. The seas calm and the skies clear and the stars overhead gaze down upon a battered ship and a bruised crew. Captain Stern stands at the wheel, dark coat dripping with seawater, soaked but very much alive, dark eyes focused on the horizon. Bosun Ruby Vane survey the damage to the revenge. Quartermaster Ryuk, report on our supplies. Dr. Caton, heal only what cannot wait. First mate done it, ensure the mangonel is installed. You four. And she looks at you for this brief instant. Get up here and report. What about the dragon, Captain? The, the dragon! And I look up in the sky. Uh, so you can look up, you can see the skies above you are calm and starry. And then you look behind you and you realise that you can barely see Bright Reef Bay for the churning of the waves and the lashing of the wind. You see that it seems like miles and miles around Bright Reef Bay, there is this furious lashing storm. You can't see the island anymore, but you seem to have sailed beyond its reach. Never mind, we're coming, Captain. I hand the manganel to Cat. Lovely. She takes it and winks and says, uh, she takes it and winks and says, eh, good to see you back. Doing all right? And I, I You look like shit, mate, I'll be honest. I don't really have anything to say. I go, let's talk later, shall we? Good to see you back. And she slaps your shoulder and heads off towards Not his shoulder. I grab some, some, uh, some, like, Here, smell these. Sorry, smell Archie. these, Archie. Fucking smell hell, these. Cat. Fucking hell, cat. Bloody hell. Little sensitivity, cat, please. Uh, okay, uh, she holds the magnum Thank you. Uh, uh, as we're walking up, guys, uh, fuck, I thought I was a goner. I owe you anything you ever need. 
Gwathryn, Sally, especially. Archie, you know I always will do anything you ask me, but you too. You fucking saved my skin. Anything you ever need, any time. I owe you a big one. Sorry, mate. I'm sure you would have done the same. That's cool. I start waddling over to Stern's quarters. Lovely. All right. You're out on the, the quarter deck, the kind of the raised section at the back of the, the main deck with the uh, with the ship's wheel and things like that. Um, and uh, Stern sets the, the catch of the wheel and then turns around and looks at all of you and says, I take it there's a reason our navigator is not with you. <sighs> he, he chose to stay with his people. I think he'd learnt that he wanted to move back into that way of life. And who are we to stop him? She looks a little irritated, um, but you can see she just... <sighs> Very well. He suggested uh, Francois as a replacement. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> We don't need a navigator anymore anyway. I know where we're going. And uh, she taps the compass around her neck. I go, and where is that, Captain? As I said, to the eel door. The eel door? To the uh, to the islands of gold. Oh, right, right. So that's our next yeah. destination. Well, take a look at the ship and see if you think we could get there. Don't we need one more, uh, one more of Journey's bounties? Yes, and I'm hoping we'll run into them on the way. Captain, we have been through a lot, my friends and I. We, I think you'll agree, we've done nothing but help. Maybe a little she bit nods. of, maybe a bit of forthrightness. What just happened there? As far as I recall, or as far as I understand, you irritated something very, very old and very, very powerful. These things happen. We all came out of it just fine. Ryuk nearly died. I nearly died. If I hadn't saved Ryuk, he would be dead. But you did. Yes. We are doing our best to not die. Good. Is Karask a dragon? Did you send us into the the home of a deadly beast, Captain Stern? Yes. I warned you she was old, and I warned you she was powerful. I didn't know the precise nature of her, but it's been made rather obvious, wouldn't you agree? What is wrong with you? What do you mean? Where's your compassion? Where is your understanding? Where is your sense You survived, didn't you? You realise it's not binary, right? You understand that you can survive and be be damaged, like a crack in a mirror... The mirror's intact, but there's still a crack. I understand that better than you think. Scores of sea elves died as well, you know. Karask sent us on a doomed mission to save a doomed town, and we witnessed so much death and lives being torn asunder. You got the mangonel? Yes, we... You got the second bounty? Yes, yes, we got it, Captain. Good. So it was worth it. No. Their sacrifices weren't in vain. If that's the way you want to see it. <sighs> you assured... Uh, Captain, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You assured me that what we are doing here is a worthy enterprise and it will result in the... something that Journey and possibly Hearth has been seeking 
and you're doing the goddess, the god and the goddess's work here. So, I hope you're right. But if this is just for selfish gains, then no, their deaths were not, were not worth anything. So you suspect me of being selfish. That's your accusation. No, I said I'll give you benefit of the doubt, but I hope you weren't How lying generous. to me. I just don't, I don't, I hope you weren't lying to me. That's all, Captain. I have told you nothing but the truth. That I can assure you of. Any other fancies or hypotheticals you wish to place on me are your duty and your business alone. You did your job. So how about we clear the air right now? What are we doing and why? You are seeking Journey's bounties for the greater good. There has been a great injustice served in this place and we will right it very soon. What is this injustice? Come with me. And she sets the wheel fixed. She leads you down the wet deck and uh, opens the hatch to below decks. She leads you down through the mid-deck and down into the hull. She places her hand on the iron door and it opens. Just like you know, Sally, you've tried to probe in here. The sense that this area is magical is beyond uh, b- beyond doubt. This thing is crawling with enchantments. But it opens to her hand easily. She shows you only for a moment what's in the hull nothing but a coffin and then she closes the door and she tells you that is the injustice that we will be seeking to right I do not owe you justifications I do not owe you explanations I am paying you to do a job it is not your duty to interrogate whether or not my reasoning is acceptable to you. If this is the path you have chosen, cast yourselves off my fucking ship right now. Else take yourselves to your bunks. Take a rest, because you have completed your jobs and done it satisfactorily, and I will send Caton down to tend to your wounds. Is that clear? Is that clear? Yes. Good. She turns and she goes. Ooh. Oh, I'm gonna say uh, one more, one more thing. Caress, one more thing. Caress said, just that that might be as uh, in a in a spirit of reporting back. Um, Caress said that the bones of the singers washed up on Blood Eyes Rock. Does that, does that mean anything to you? You see, the captain stops in her track. And then she punches the side of the ship. And she goes, fuck! You feel the waves around you lurch and turn. Then she withdraws her hand. And the ship, where it had splintered underneath her knuckles, seals back over, unsplintering itself. She says, thank you for reporting that. To your bunks. And she makes her way up back to the quarter deck you gather you are summarily dismissed
so you will make your ways to the hammocks. It is soggy in here. Feels bad. Uh, but your boyfriends are in here. Uh, Zayden and Jeremy have clearly been, and your kittens, Quick kitten and count. your your kittens are in the um, in the in the front store where um, where Riak stored them. So uh, your kittens and horses, you can presume are fine. But in here, it is uh, Zayden and Jeremy. You see, Jeremy's got kind of a little bit of blood smeared on his forehead. He seems to have hit it on something. He seems fine. Um, and the pair of them are hauling a set of boxes. I, I rush in and things. I rush in and smother Jeremy and make sure his cut is okay. Oh, you gather him up. Um, do you like swing him off the floor? I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah, give him a big hug, and I'm just like, oh Jeremy, you're bleeding, and I get a little cloth and I, I wipe Aww. him down and I give him a plaster <laughs> if we have plasters in this world. Uh, you got you could probably borrow a bandage off Gwathrin if you want. I'll give you a bit of gauze. <laughs> a bit of gauze, absolutely. Gwathrin, quick, chop chop. I need your finest gauze. <laughs> I purposely uh, take a little bit longer than I should <laughs> at being commanded in this way. Uh, and Jer- Jeremy dies. I hope you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I just very carefully measure out. I look at the cut. I go. I look at the gauze. I, I don't see any of this. I wrap I'm... a little bit back up. I look at the cut. Right. Well, I'm busy <laughs> attending. Take to... a little more. I'm busy attending to Jeremy, so I don't notice any of your foul play. Jeremy says to you, oh, it's it's nothing. I'm fine. What? And then he takes in the state of you and he says, are, are you OK? I go, what? Shh, how did? Shh. And I, I give him a big hug and I just, yeah, I just. And then I think I, I start breaking down and crying while I'm hugging him. Oh. I, don't, I don't think Archie realises quite how overwhelmed he's been until this moment. And then he's just like. I hand, I hand a watch of calls to Archie to that. To... <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> Archie Jeremy's does not notice hand, this. <laughs> Jeremy's hand intersects. You hold it beside Archie's sobbing face for a moment, and then Jeremy just opens one eye and takes it and gives you a little <laughs> nod, and then just sort of pockets it. <laughs> this ship is peopled by robots. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you, maybe you go to your knees in being your body racked with sobs um and you feel jeremy wraps his arms around you you can feel him stroking his hand through your hair um and you sense that probably jeremy is the only person that really understands the full extent of what you've lost and what you've been through and how frightening all of this is and how young you still are you are 19 he's not he's the same age as well but he gives you just a moment and just strokes your hair. And I just, I'm just like crying into his ear and I'm just like, I want to go home. I don't like it here. I want to go home. It's all right. We'll get home. We'll go home. It's okay. We've been away from the city long enough. This place is so wet and cold and everyone's weird. I don't want to be where it's warm. I know. I know. We'll go back, Archie. Don't worry. We'll take our fortune and all of the adventure stories that that we've got and we'll go home go back to your house and uh start the business again maybe we'll we'll find a way don't worry i don't think archie's just too exhausted to say anything else yeah uh jeremy in a way that you know is very familiar but the rest of you observing this can see the familiarity and the affection in it uh very gently helps you towards your bunk archie um, he sort of steadies you as you sit on your hammock and he starts, as he has many, many times oh. over the years, he starts unbuckling your armor. Oh, that's just really very sweet. Yeah. 
every time you sort of if you try and bat his hands away he fusses it away until you just sort of sit there and let <laughs> oh, him take care really of you that's really lovely I'd completely forgotten that aspect of our relationship <laughs> no, but he's doing it because he wants to and because he wants to take care of you um, and every so often he sort of like pokes at something that he thinks is maybe injured you feel he inspects your knee you can tell that he's doing a little medicine check on you yeah I'm like um, I could I'm like I can do it I could do it but I'm crying too no, much no, to no, really do it no no <laughs> you fought a dragon today Archie come on now let me do this one thing for you I can unbuckle a couple of buckles mm, fine I know but you get than... your gauntlets out of my face come I know on, better then. than to argue with you <laughs> ah, so you have learned things while we've been away. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've grown a lot as a person, right? You happy? <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of you, he says, as he unbuckles your uh, your van braces on your arms. He gives your hand a little squeeze um, and he sets the armour. You know the order he sets your armour aside in and it's very familiar as he sets it aside even in this creaking deck that grows back and forward. It's very comforting. Um, well, while Jeremy and Archie are having this quiet moment, uh, Zayden comes over <laughs> to you, Sally. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Just like noisily, publicly having sex. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> And, or anything uh, else for that matters, Aiden. I'm not in the mood. Are you okay? Uh, Sally, you have been... Uh, you look uh, tousled, beautiful, as always, but are you all right? I've been better. Okay. Uh, he, uh, he reaches into his pockets and he says, it may not be much, but um, I made this for you. Uh, and he pulls out a beautiful small ring. It seems to be made from the same metal as a lot of the kind of metal fixtures on the ship are. Um, and he says, I'm sorry, it's not magical. I can't get the equipment to um, enchant things out here, but uh, here. And he turns it round and um, you can see that he, in the like intricate knotwork that somehow he seems to have worked, um, he's written your name. He's written Sally. And he says, here. Uh, Thank you. I didn't get you anything. Loads of people died. It was a mosh. <laughs> okay. Well, I never asked for anything in return. Your safe return is the only thing that matters to me. Um, perhaps I can get you some food? That would be nice. Okay. <laughs> That's literally how I interact with my boyfriend when things are difficult. So <laughs> he, he leans in and goes, do you want me to take off my shirt? I can do the thing you like where I flex. Okay. Yes. Uh, he takes off his Make sword them and shirt. He does a little peck dance for you uh, to the That's tune <laughs> to the tune of your favorite song. Um, Amazing. And he says, "All right, I'll get you some food. Don't worry." Thank um, you. Does anyone else want anything while I'm while I'm off? Archie oh. was like, no, but that peck dance was wonderful. It's cheered me right up. Thank you. Uh, he, <laughs> Jer Jeremy gives him a thumbs up as well. And he go, he winks and heads out. I go, don't worry, Jeremy. You're still the one for me. <laughs> I'm going to have a chat to Kataya. All right, lovely stuff. While yeah. this is all going on, yeah, everyone with their boyfriends. Yeah. I'll be like, because um, said, he said, um, so I'm remembering him saying, taking on a lot of responsibility for what happened at Latuavi, Latuavi. So I'm just going to come up to him and be like, "You're right, mate. You, 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 you've had a you've had a big day as well." Yeah, I. 
I don't know whether what happened there would have happened whether we were helping or not, you know. Well, mate, I mean... If we'd have caught Karatla earlier, would they have still yeah. stormed the wall? Maybe. Maybe uh, without us there, they would have destroyed everybody. You know, sometimes it doesn't look like a, a victory, but surviving is the victory. Without us, you saw what you saw what that was like. It was a fucking massacre, mate. We mm. we pushed some of those those creatures back into the sea. You know, maybe it's a tragedy, but it could have been greater. Uh, we thought that the I, I just it gave me images. You know, uh, that wall crashing down and all mm. that terror storming the town. It made me think of my wall, my home. And the storm constantly rumbling and and toiling outside of it. One day, yeah. you know, not walls don't stand forever, do they? No, they don't. It's what we do when they come down that's important. But turns out we can only do so much, huh? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> hate this place i know what sally <laughs> i know what sally's yeah. coming from you know yeah it's uh it's uh you know it's outstanding it's welcome for me a little bit as well but you know what let's get this uh let's get this done for the captain follow orders i don't we can do I that i don't think the captain's all bad i just think she she could have told us what we were walking into or maybe she actually didn't know she said she didn't know I, I, she's going on uh, a quest for the unknown you know I, she doesn't. I didn't mean to piss her off. I just, I was, I was upset. That's all right. She's a, she strikes me as a good leader, a good captain. She'll understand we've had a, a rough day to say the least. And, you know, we've put in our shift. We've put in our work for this ship for her. She'll forget about it. She's got a lot on her plate as well. If you think we've got a lot going on, she's got to deal with all of that and leading everyone. Bloody hell. It's a lot on her shoulders, isn't it? I put my hand on your shoulder. Gwethryn, you do a lot of caring for us. Are you okay? I was, I don't know. Was, uh, oh, yeah, I'm absolutely fine, mate. I'm good. Good. Don't worry about me. I'm all right. Anything you miss? Anything you want? <laughs> no, I just, it'd be nice to get this done. You know, ideally not die. That's, uh, that's a win in my book. And then uh, get ourselves back to the, uh, well, I want to get back to the old... Uh, I'll see you summers basking the goddess's sunlight again that'll be nice feeling a little bit less golden than usual but hey there you go you know be alright once we get home Gwathryn's resolve puts a smile on my face I dump my stuff down um Gwathryn Sally thanks again and I walk over to Archie I say your turn buddy and I put the bag of holding by his cot and I give him the ring of Feather Four. Oh. I'll see you all in the morning. And then I, I need to be close to home. And I walk over right. to the front store and spend the night with my cats in Baklava. I'm going to say, if anybody if anybody needs anything to sleep, I've got, uh, got something from my, my little uh, herbalism kit that might be useful. Archie's already asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got, oh. I, I, but I pull out a massive bottle of, like, 
whiskey equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy goes, yes. Yes, no, four, four shots for anyone who wants yeah. Archie's, Archie's already got his wee wheelie winky night cap on. He is fast asleep <laughs> in his bed. Okay, one for the road, Gwathryn. Yeah, you pulled my you pulled my arm. <laughs> I take a quick shot and then I make my way over to my cats. Okay, you. Uh, I feel like you... narratively, I wouldn't sleep in the same place as everybody else because I change when I sleep. Do you? Yeah, because I'm when we I'm unconscious. We all know you're a shapeshifter. So I've always, yeah, but I've always fucked off when right. I've slept. Is there something you can That's maybe you can have Where like do a I sleep, Vicky? Like do I sleep outdoors? Is there something you can cover uh, yourself with? You could... uh, well. Let's say you can probably like cocoon yourself in a hammock if you want to hide yourself, uh, or you can have set up somewhere to sleep outdoors. It would probably be uh, Ryuk you'd have talked to about it, and as a quartermaster, kind of giving you quarters literally. Um, and he probably would have assumed it was a modesty thing. Um, and me and maybe... my snake man need a different place to sleep to these <laughs> losers. Is what I said to him Ryuk just directly. Wins. Okay, <laughs> uh, Ryuk, uh probably probably would have sensed that trying to explain to you that people just kind of sleep in the same box no. uh, is a losing battle and kind of he doesn't really want to be privy to this so let's say there's like a store cupboard where usually there's um uh there's kind of boxes and crates and things around he manages to secure the crates by uh, maybe tying netting over them so you guys have a very small um and luckily more soundproofed than most places uh <laughs> cupboard into which to withdraw he knows. Zayden <laughs> uh, returns from the galley after a few moments as you're stepping out saying your good nights and stepping towards your uh, your, your love cupboard it's just where you sleep um, oh it's the love he... cupboard Vicky <laughs> I didn't want to it's the fuck bunker carved into the door <laughs> an absolute <laughs> den of iniquity <laughs> As you step towards the fuck bunker, as you <laughs> you say um, like it's not a peep show reference. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Um, and and soon to be a channel on our Discord. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> join as... us in the fuck bunker after the show. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. There's no way out uh, of the fuck bunker. Yeah, once you're in the fuck bunker, I've you're built in the, the fuck, fuck bunker, bunker so only I know the way out of the fuck bunker. <laughs> like doors open into walls, random clowns descend from nowhere. It's a murder mansion, but it is a fuck bunker. Okay. <laughs> it's a murder fuck bunker. Wow. In it, I house my half bull, half human son, to whom I feed seven Athenian men and seven Athenian women once every seven years. <laughs> Oh, it's got a weird shape-shifty lady, her octopus, a snake, a snake dude. It's, it's, there's a lot going on in the fuck bunker, lads. It's true. So as, as, as you and Zayden head to the fuck bunker, um, <laughs> which is not the I, official I exit though. the room and be like, oh, thanks for the drink, Gwathra, and I'm off to the fuck bunker. <laughs> yeah, legit, legit. Uh, he knows what I mean. Uh, you see he is reclining <laughs> in this double hammock you've set up. Um, and he's holding a plate of delicious anchovy parmiers in one hand and a uh, bottle of grog in the other, but like a kind of grog you like. And he's just um, like, his shirt's just like lightly open. Oh no, no shirt. No shirt. <laughs> and just lightly tensing and flexing. He puts he on a shirt and like. slapping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time I've conditioned him that way, it's a Pavlovian response now. Every time I come into the room, he's like, ah, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, as you step in and you close the door, uh, you see Zayden, who is usually very playful. He's usually up for these games. You know that he adores you and loves to do these things with you. Um, you can see there's concern on his face. 
Uh, and he sort of sits up for a moment so you can sit on the other side of the hammock if you'd like this large double hammock. He offers you delicious palmiers. He offers to pour you some grog. Uh, and then he says, look, I know that you have to be tough around your friends, but are you okay? You look more tired than usual. Still radiantly beautiful. <laughs> I'm worried uh, what happened nice. if there was something strange that happened. Sally stares into space for a bit and then goes, I saw my parents and they're really weird now and they live in this weird little boat and they got exiled and it was because of me, but I'm still really mad about it. And also, I got the man with the thing was my dad and he's not my dad. I don't know who my dad is. I think it's just my dad and it's so disappointing and everybody's dead and I'm gonna go do a thing and I don't know what to do. Vaden scoops you up in his strong arms immediately the second he sees this control snap he scoops you up and he just holds you close he strokes your hair and he lets you sob out against his only dogs understand me now I have an hour's hour's monologue left in me and it keeps going and he's like I don't get it but okay he and his ears have really pricked up yeah (laughs) Um, you you also feel around your legs uh, Anna is just uh, Anna the anaconda is just extending her um, her body to sort of put a comforting loop of weight on your legs she's not like constricting or anything but you just sense that she is also trying to comfort you Um, and uh, he kind of strokes your hair for a while and then says I'll be honest, I, there was a limit to the number of words that I understood in that. <laughs> and I get the impression that there's a lot going on with you, Sally. But I know one thing I know for certain in this world of uncertainty. And it is that you are very brilliant and very brave. And who your father is, or is not, has no bearing on you. I know that you are the kind of person who can pick up a new piece of magic in an instant I know that you are the kind of person who looks out for her friends even if she doesn't quite want it to be made obvious that she does and I know you are the kind of person who is brave enough to pursue what you want even if it takes travelling hundreds of miles and talking to strange people and braving the storm you are intensely courageous Sally I admire all these things about you I have admired them the moment I realized they were there, and I will admire them today and admire them tomorrow. It does not matter who your parentage is to me. You are still your brilliant you. And you are still the woman that I love. I'm so glad I almost got you arrested that one time. (laughs) Yes, I'm glad it was almost. I still smell that carpet. Yeah, sorry about that. It's always... Yeah. It was quick thinking, you see. I should have mentioned that you were resourceful as well. Keep it coming. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, oh, okay. He's kind of noticing you're no longer crazy. Well, I like this cheek. And he kisses you on your cheek. And I like this cheek. And he kisses you on your cheek. And then he goes like, Don't our lads, it's about to get x-rated. And then he goes for the ears and the neck and the door to the fuck bunker closes <laughs> <laughs> from three nips what do you say about three nips Vicky <laughs> with a wink from three nips <laughs> like the Looney Tunes ending 
god! Yeah. Three nips gets his tentacles and just covers the snake's eyes. Yeah, the snake Anna does uses the same. The, yeah, the snake does the same. They hold each other and rock back and forwards <laughs> in the corner of the room. Three nips is like, oh, she's in my head. She's in my head. Hush now, just pretend it's something else. But she can see through my eyes. <laughs> Zayden makes a very blue, uh, I'm going down to the carpet joke again, and then it fades. That's what we're going to call it from now on. (laughs) (laughs) Got to treat the carpets. You got (laughs) to. Quick, the police are coming, Zayden. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, The fuck bunker closes with an amorous creep. And (laughs) we head back to. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we head back to uh, to Gwathryn, uh Jeremy. Uh, actually, it would just be the the two of you. If Archie, you're you're tucked up. Oh, we're um, getting hammered. You're hammered <laughs> in the way that only summer touch halflings know yeah, how. We know. The pair of you, you know. <laughs> there's definitely lots of city of summers um, uh, festivals that end with like a lot of drink, drinking and dancing, and it's never mandatory, but a lot of people do a lot of drinking and dancing. Um, and uh, Jeremy kind of offers to sort of um, vaguely fill your cup, um, and he sloshes about half of it, and then he goes. <laughs> I used to do this exactly. professionally. This is really <laughs> my job. <laughs> Mate. Mate. Oh, fuck. Mate. <laughs> uh, you're right, Gratherin. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Yeah? You sure? Yeah. 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 Because I, I, I appreciate it. I do. You're looking after Archie. He's, I love him so much so yeah. much and uh, Jeremy just kind of grips for your kind of the, the shirt collar you're wearing and grips you and says so so much but <laughs> I can't be there I'm not an adventurer I can't can't look after him you look after you're so good you're oh. so good yeah. and I appreciate you and I trust oh. you you're welcome thank you're you welcome. No, Gwathryn, thank you. Yeah, and he yeah, like takes yeah. your takes your ha- your cheeks between his hands and says, Thank you. And then he gives you a little yeah, kiss on the right. nose and then yeah, he kind no, of right. yeah. he says, Alright, All right. if you're good, I should go. I think I'm good. Yeah, all right. yeah. yeah. All right. oh sorry. Yeah. Okay. No, you could if we ever make it home. When we make it home, you should come when? come come to our house. Come to our house, be our friend. Right. Yeah. We don't wanna lose you. Good. Because you're going to slip into the darkness and we're going to lose you, but we don't want to lose you, your friend. Okay? Promise? Uh, and he takes yeah. your cheek again. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's how, yeah, Promise mate. Promise me yeah, your friend. Is, yeah, that sounds wonderful. Okay. Yeah, can't wait. Can't okay. Wait for it, mate. Yeah. Thank you. And he lets yeah. your cheeks go uh, with another little kiss on the nose. He says, all right, you could, you could thank you. Right, yeah. I don't like the sea. And it's too close to the ground. That's pretty golden yeah, hair. Yeah, no, that's logical. Yeah, that yeah, he clambers up into uh, into your hammock, Archie, and curls up kind of over your chest, mm. and snuggles up with you. And Gwathryn, you are left alone in the uh, in the the quarters, uh, surrounded by your friend. You can hear Archie snoring. You can hear distant sounds of. Um, the fuck bunker, and uh, <laughs> you can hear Kataya pottering quietly down to I'm, the. Uh, I'm gonna, the stores. gonna put um, like some sort of pain relief 
um, sort of balm near Archie and uh, um, Jeremy's bed or hammock, <clears throat> and and then I'm going to put where, where's uh, Katayb's near us as well, isn't he? I'm going to put some like useful, like some nice sleeping. He's uh, no, he's mate. headed off. I've gone off. To he's the... headed off to the oh, store. Sorry. Underneath his pillow, I'm going to put some nice sleeping herbs that will just help him fall asleep. Um, then I'm going to leave outside the fuck bunker some. Um, uh, some prophylactics. Fri- no, 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 some, no, no, some, some friction. We're um, not packing. Friction it's ointment that just reduces, reduces rash potential. Some and olive oil. Just some balm, some cooling some balm. balm, cooling for, for, balm for, for, for friction um, outside the fat bunker. And, An uh, octopus tentacle comes out under the door. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you okay. uh, as you approach the store, you can hear Katab's not quite gone to bed yet. You can hear him chattering to his cats. All right. I'm, good, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm going to leave him to Good girls. Good girls. Good okay. boys. All right. As you head off to, uh, to bed, satisfied and steady on your feet, uh, despite the the alcohol that you've you've imbibed, there's there's no way that Gratherin's getting too hammered to be coordinated. Um, Kataya, we see you on the other side of this uh, this door. You can see this packet of sleeping herbs being slipped under by you know it's Gratherin. Um, you're in the store. It is uh, it, it is quite musty in here. You know that there's uh, the three horses plus Peony and also your two baskets of cats. Mm. Olive is curled up against your chest and purr- purring warmly. She, of all the cats, seems to have the best sense of when you need comfort. Thank you, girl. Thank you. Um, I want to... I just want to fall asleep. I want to sleep, but I, I can't... I. Could we possibly fast forward to the morning so I can get my spells back and cast speak with animals? Yeah, or... I'll say we can go uh, since we're nearly nearly at the end of our, our episode. We'll say you guys have your your eight hour rest, and as you wake up, Kataya, you are just covered in various kitty cats. Yeah, I, does that I, heal us I, all up? A long rest. Yes, I feel I fall the fuck asleep like really quick. I have no problem, especially after that shot Gwathryn gave me. And then I just catch the the herbs that he slides under the door, and I go, "Oh yes, I hope this isn't catnip." And I I, I let all the cats out, and and Olive it falls is asleep. Catnip. Sorry, oh, <laughs> <laughs> they go Olive, mental. <laughs> Olive it's falls, adorable. Olive falls asleep on my chest, and we're all curled up next to Baklava, and I want to wake up in the morning, somewhat refreshed. And first thing I do is I find Firuz, who's the eldest cat, the oldest cat, who's only a few years younger than me, really, um, probably. And um, how does he look? Is he like I'm imagining like a she, wiry old grey cat? Oh, she. Yeah. Sorry. How does she look? I'm imagining wiry grey, missing an eye, maybe she's, like a proper um, battle cat. Yeah, she's a Maine Coon. Ooh, so she's a big, big girl. Yeah, she's yeah. big, and yeah. So her her hair fur really is quite long, but stiff, and it used to be this golden color with slight kind of brown uh, highlights, kind of tiger stripes almost. We used to call her Tiger a lot um, growing up, and uh, but yeah, in her older age. Maybe this is something that happened while I was away, but like lots of grey hair has started to come in. And um, she's got old, wise eyes. And she's like the elder cat. 
and kind of mothers the other cats quite a lot. And she probably is a few of their mothers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, let's say she's Olive's mum. Oh, that's sweet. Um, gonna... So I have a, by the way, I have a list here of all my cats' names. <laughs> and I write in facts about the cats as and when they, oh, they come up. <laughs> so... Um, so I'm adding these, <laughs> adding these facts in. Um, yeah, she's Olive's mum. Uh, anyway, uh, and she's probably Patrick's favourite because Patrick handpicked her from the cat sh- from not the cat. We rescue these cats, but um, Patrick went through quite an ordeal to save Firuz. She was trapped at the top of a palm tree, um, and he he nearly broke his neck trying to save her years <sighs> and years and years ago. Oh. And I can't speak with animals with Firuz. Because I'm still pretty beat up, pretty down. Good morning, Firuz. Ah, good morning, Katayab. How are you? <laughs> yeah. Um, I never think, <laughs> I don't think I've ever missed home quite as much. Um, never heard your voice before. It's nice. Hmm. Thank you. It has been mine all my life. <laughs> Olive told me this was something you could do. I am impressed you have grown so much from the little boy I once knew. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it happens, doesn't it? Time. <laughs> you've, you've grown too, Firuz. <laughs> True enough. You look as majestic and as beautiful as ever. Oh, you flatterer. I know I am grey now, and my joints ache in a way they did not before. But this is the way of life. Soon I will see our goddess in person, but not too soon, I hope. <laughs> no, not if I can help it. And mm. she will welcome you with warm, open paws. Mm, she'd better. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure of it, Firuz. Mm. You are looking unhappy. Kataya, what is on your mind? Oh, I'm so sorry I brought you here, all of you. You didn't ask for this. I was selfish. I didn't know. When we left the city of cats, I didn't know when or if I'd ever make it back. And I was scared, you know, to leave without anything from home, without anything to remind me of where I'm from. I didn't want to do that. And I had a lapse of of wisdom and brought you along. I hope you've not been too uncomfortable or harmed in any way. That was quite a storm, huh? Oh, yes. That, there was a lot of throwing up. I will give you that, but... Oh, that's what that is, and I I brushed some off my shoulder. (laughs) Yes, a lot of that, but aside from that, the fish is fresh and we get to be with you. These are things we care about. It does not matter where you are when you are a cat, as long as you are around those you want to be around. If we are somewhere warm, that is nice. We can stretch out on roofs, tops, <sighs> and enjoy the day. And if we are somewhere cold, we can huddle together for warmth. But if you are not there, then it does not matter how warm and lovely the place is. It does not have your kittens there, so it's not somewhere you want to be. You know? Yes. Yes. I often think of Patrick and and back home and I I know exactly what you mean. 
So you mean it? You prefer being here than without me? Mm, yes. I will always want to be with you, my kitten. You are as precious to me as Olive or any of my other children. I have seen you grow from being a small, pudgy little kitten to a full-grown cat man who is a human, not a tabaxi. <laughs> yes, that is a point still... we need to make every now and then to remind our listeners. It's important. It is obviously you are more annoying to groom. You do not have nice fur, but you are a kind boy and you feed us well and clearly you love us. I do. And we love you. I am proud of you, my little kitten. And I am glad that wherever you roam, you wish to take us with you. Do not feel so bad. Guilt never saved the cat who fell from a wall, after all. Oh. I do miss Patrick, though. I mean, I miss Baba. Ah. Tell me, while I was away, what was he like? What did he do? You know... The nights when the sky does not have warmth or light in it, when it is foggy and grey above the city, that is how your father was when you were away. He was like a sky without a sun. Hmm. I think now he prefers to know where you are and that you want to be there. It is nicer when a kitten leaving is the kitten's choice. Hmm? Yeah. I wish there was a way to talk to him. But I'm so happy I have you and these new abilities. Hopefully I will bring glory and pride back to the city of cats. Good. And back to Baba. As you say. He cares for his kitten, too. It is the natural way of the goddess and of all living things. Family is the most important. Whether it is those you choose or having to leave those that you value in order to learn how much you miss them. But what do I know? I'm just a very old cat. You know quite a fair deal, Ferus. Hmm. <laughs> And thank you so much for looking after him while I was gone. I'm sure you brought him much comfort. Well, I owe him. After all, he has raised me and my family safely. This is not something that goes without repayment. <sighs> and I took you away from that, to all this peril. <laughs> Stupid me. You did not take me from my family. You are my family. Yes, yes. Now, I demand one of those delicious fishes. Yes, I... And one of those around here, maybe for me? <laughs> Believe <laughs> it or not, <laughs> I spent quite some time under the water and, and I reach into my, <laughs> into my trousers and I, ah. I pull out a fish. <laughs> yes, she leaps on it and she goes, much, 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 much. Share, share Ferus, share with the others. <laughs> For a venerable older lady, she springs on this fish like she's a kitten. And uh, she looks up with the little tail poking out of her mouth and she goes, Very well. Uh, and she 
she unhappily spits it on the ground. Uh, as uh, but as you can tell, it's uh, it's all jokes. Yeah, yeah. It's all jest. And um, as I, her kittens come over, I she, pull out uh, a couple more and go, "Lucky you guys, lucky you." And I throw them down. Uh, I stand up, I stretch out, and I go, "Okay, let's work on getting us all back home, huh?" I brush myself off and head out onto the ship for today's duties, whatever they may be. As you step out, that is where we'll end our session tonight. All right, there we go, gang. Uh, that's the end of this episode. Uh, well done, everybody. Hey, uh, <laughs> Dan, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Dan Simpson Poet on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And John, where can people find you on social media? At John Gracie on Twitter. And hey, Sasha, how about you? At Sasha K. Allen on Twitter and Sasha Allen Comedy on Facebook. And hey, Talal, how about you? I'm Talalaban everywhere. Anywhere where good things are sold, find Talalaban for good comedic pleasure. <laughs> I'm uh, Vic Hawley on Twitter and at Vic.Hawley on Instagram. You've been listening to Vicky's World, starring Vicky Hawley, John Gracie, Sasha Ellen, Dan Simpson, and me, Talal Karkuti. All our socials are in the podcast description. Give us a follow and say hi. Find Vicky's World RPG on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Insta to stay up to date with everything Vicky's World, including all of our live streams and the beautiful fan art that we get sent. If you like the show, please, please, please tell your mates. Nothing beats word of mouth, and we really appreciate all the love we've been getting so far, but we're hungry for more. Thanks to Acast for hosting us, and many, 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 many thanks to Adam Janota Bazowski for the incredible music. This show was edited by yours truly. Logo is by Amber SDF, and all our gorgeous artwork is by B. Watts. Theme song by me and John Gracie. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Down in Vicky's world. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.